where nobody knows your name is recorded in front of nobody. Hello and welcome to Where Nobody Knows Your Name, a Cheers podcast. We're I'm back. John. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Smooth transition. <laughs> I was too excited, John. It's big episodes here. I know. It's a big episode. Today we're going to be talking about Season 6, Episode 3, Little Carla, Happy at Last, Part 1. Aired on the 15th of October. Yeah, and it's written by Cherie Eichen and Bill Steinkellner, who previously wrote Thanksgiving Orphans. A very good episode. Another Carla sort of centred one, which means we know we're in safe hands. Safe hands indeed. Where to start, but cold open. And uh, what a cold open, James. We're in Sam's office. Oh, Rebecca's office. Oh yeah, of course, sorry. <laughs> Much like Sam though, Sam's kind of assumed it's still his office. He's taken uh, taken over, or trying to, uh, because when Rebecca answers, Sam's on the phone uh, trying to woo a lady. Or, or, or two women. <laughs> Well, that's the reveal. When she says hang up, Sam like leaves his conversation and then only to switch to the next channel and uh, have to say goodbye to another person. Classic Sam. The sleazy Malone. He's he's back on, I think he says to to Rebecca actually, he says he's back on the scene and he's kind of, he's got to stretch his wings again. He's he's been off the showers for over a year. Oh, that is, that's past its expiry date, that is. (laughs) (laughs) She tells him that he can't call Simone and he goes, oh, Simone. Well, no, a bit of context. And then the phone rings again. Rebecca picks it up and goes, no, Simone, he's not here. And Sam goes, Simone, you just cost me a roll in the hay. And uh, she goes, uh, I owe you one. And Sam goes, you're on. <laughs> <laughs> he does almost like the, the Vic Reeves knee rub, you know? <laughs> there is a, a, there's a slight back and forth between them. I can't tell whether it's a, a flirtatious or not. I mean, obviously on Sam's end it is, but... I don't know what it is because at the end of it, Sam leaves quite abruptly and Rebecca goes, now hang on, I need a word with you. But, uh, you know, this day and age, Sam would have got fired or sent to HR. I think Sam's reading it as flirtation. I think that brings us on to, into the main part of the episode, James. And we, we start with Cliff and Norm reading some magazines. The tabloids. Yeah. The tabloids. Uh, scientists discover wild parrot who claims to be Elvis. Fraser sort of snuffs at it a bit. And he says, can't believe you sort of look at those tabloids uh, and kind of belittles them a bit. And then Norm gets his own back by uh, making up a tabloid called I Was Sigmund Freud's Love Child, Ooh. to which uh, Fraser has instant interest. I knew they had a mistress. I never knew she bore a child. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then he realises he's been uh, duped and takes in good grace, I'd say. He's able to take a joke now. Ever since the snipe punt, he's, uh, he's good for a joke. It was a good joke as well that they played on him. Do you want to know a little known fact about this episode? I'll get it in early. Yeah, go on then. It was a delayed from 8th of October due to game two of the ALCS. And that would explain uh, maybe, a, maybe a premise for this, which is Carla's a little bit frustrated that Eddie uh, hasn't proposed to her since she's been pregnant for, well, I guess a couple of weeks now. Yes. An extended period of time after that delay of the episode. Yeah, and also it would explain something else. The uniforms are back. I was going to say, last week, I was like, ah, the uniforms are gone forever. That was a nice thing for a period of time. They're back, and with a vengeance. So I'm guessing what happened, although they probably wouldn't have known it, is that they had to switch them round due to when this game two occurred. Oh yeah, potentially. Didn't want to split up the two-parter by two weeks. That would be too long. Oh, well, can you imagine the suspense? <laughs> Stop the baseball. We want to know what's going on with Carla. So yeah, as you say, there's a bit of jeopardy with the uniform because Sam hates it. 
and he's trying to get out of it. Been dabbling, or dabbling's probably not the right word, but squabbling with Rebecca in an effort to get the uniforms abolished. Yes, yeah, the, he's trying to drive a hard bargain, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, doing anything he will to not wear that uniform, and Sam would do a lot of things. <laughs> but finally, is a solution sort of comes about, in that, as you've alluded to, Carla is quite pregnant and getting more and more pregnant by the day, because that's how pregnancy works. <laughs> She's like, why won't Eddie propose to me? You know, it's quite obvious I'm pregnant. It does walk into the bar, though. He, he coys his way up to being able to ask her by saying, it's not the kind of question that someone wants to ask unless they know the, the answer, to which Carl kind of gives him a, a, I can't answer it if I don't hear the question. And then almost strangles him a bit. He's, it's a bit of a stalemate. It kind of fits the stereotype of a Canadian, though. Ruthlessly polite, <laughs> you know? Uh, and of course, he does ask Carla to marry him. Or actually, he starts to ask her and she immediately says yes. And he says he wants to keep it quiet. Uh, and she asks, uh, can she just tell Sam? He says yes. And she screams out. Hey, Sammy, me and Eddie are getting married. Oh, my God. <laughs> she did only tell Sam just loudly, <laughs> which is nice. Good occasion. Happy occasion. Yeah. And there's lots of congratulations. Sam says that uh, a round of drinks are on them, I kind of think. And then he says, oh, well, my mistake. I can't do that anymore. They're on Rebecca. I find it interesting that both the person who calls for the drinks and one of the people who's celebrating, possibly two, can't drink. Carla can't drink because she's pregnant. Eddie may not be able to because he might have a game the next day or that evening. Mm-hmm. And Sam obviously can't drink. So uh, it's not really, you can't really go anywhere with, with that. But I thought it was <laughs> interesting. And so Sam doesn't drink either. So he's not got a motive. Just wasting precious champagne. I think I've already grown into Rebecca's state of mind, just being like, Sam went with his nonsense. But, of course, where will they have these celebrations of this wedding? It's going to be only really one location for it. Uh, of course, cheers. They're going to have a reception at cheers, which I'm looking forward to, James. That's going to be good. Yeah, and of course, the ceremony itself can't be in cheers because of, you know, the Catholic thing. They need a proper venue. You know, with a priest and all that. Yeah. But I suppose one of the, the big things which we've skirted over, James, is uh, both Carla and Eddie are very superstitious. Oh, incredibly superstitious, John. <laughs> I mean, so much so that even Sam saying that, Carla replies, don't say that, it's bad luck. So... <laughs> well, and I'll delve into this later because as a well-known, quite dramatic film from the 70s, at which there's a wedding scene quite near the beginning, and uh, superstition of one of the events of that kind of kicks off or foreshadows events of the film. So oh, I've got okay. your I've got your intrigue now, but I'll yeah, get into I'm, that later. I'm looking forward to hearing about that in a bit. But until then, we'll talk about Rebecca's motive for allowing this uh, reception to happen at Cheers. And it's, of course, because Sam convinces her it's a great opportunity for her to invite her boss, who she's got a bit of a crush on, because he enjoys sports and would like to see uh, Eddie LeBrec. It's good, you know, Sam's pretty, yeah, not manipulative, but he knows he's how to. He's on it, Yeah. We've seen a new side to Sam. He's got, he's got some wits about him. Business savvy. Reminds me a bit of, uh, you know, coaches, how he convinces Frasier to let Diane come back at the bar. And he sort of goes between people and, and convinces them with lots of different spinned lies. Street smarts. Yeah, street smarts. So it's nice to see Sam actually uh, orchestrating the bar a bit in that way. And he's got a swagger on, hasn't he? A good old Sammy swagger. <laughs> Yeah, so they're, they're drinking. Sammy's got his swagger on. 
Weddings mean family members and relatives. And we get, of course, a return of some of the classic Tortellis from the sitcom, The Tortellis. They give us a brief recap of how that ended. I just wanted to be with you on this day. And? Uh, and Dutch TV shop and went under. We got evicted. And I can't get unemployment because Daddy didn't claim an employee. It was nice to see Anthony back. He is definitely, he's got better with his Dan Hedaya sort of impression as the series of went Emba! <laughs> Very uh, Dan Hedaya in this. <laughs> Very Dan Hedaya on a scale of uh, <laughs> zero to peak Dan Hedaya. He's Nick Totten. Clearly doing the spin-off show has rubbed off on him. Yeah, oh, it's because he spent 13 episodes in the same room as, as Dan Hedaya. But I tell you what, it was great to see him back in, uh, in Cheers. Him and, of course, with uh, Annie, his uh, wife. They have a great line, which is, uh, they didn't think Vegas was a place for children. Carla's like, you're pregnant? And she goes, no, we're children. We're talking about us, Mrs. T. <laughs> <laughs> which, uh, yeah, great to have them on board. Another family member we get is Mama Lebec. Yeah, she's quite a character. French-Canadian, her and Eddie only speak in French to each other, which was fun, <laughs> I guess. There's a scene in Cheers and the only dialogue is a minute and a half of French. And it's like <laughs> Diane wrote that. She went, I know what will make a classy episode. I'm not going to lie, James. I didn't realise Eddie Lebec was French until his mother showed up. <laughs> I didn't piece together that he was French-Canadian. <laughs> ah, Eddie Lebec. <laughs> So that was a surprise. It's like good old, uh, you know, Matthew the White. <laughs> Conflict occurs, obviously. Anthony, not much of a fan of Eddie. Because, you know, he, this guy's coming in, marrying his ma. He's like, you ain't my dad. Get out Sam's pub. It's Rebecca's pub. All right, get out Sam's pub. <laughs> he has that quite, uh, quite a sort of TV trope reaction of... Nick Totelli is my dad. You are not my father, and you never will be. Anthony! You only knocked up my master, so she'd have to marry you. <laughs> Which I think was great. But alas, wedding prep happens. They have to get silverware and, and all this. Norm knows a guy, knows a silverware guy. But it's all in vain, James, because for all their superstitions, they fall at the first hurdle because they see each other on the morning of the wedding. Amateur hour. And if you're a superstitious, I mean, even non-superstitious people don't do that. Yeah, you want some time alone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that's like the, the first thing. You know, they've always done things like one of their lucky numbers is two, the other is three, so they can either get married on the 23rd or the 32nd. And Eddie says something like, oh, I think I'm busy on the 32nd. <laughs> you know, and they have to do it when the moon is in like a perfect position in the sky and uh, basically it comes down to two dates either 1987 or 2043 hmm. but after they see each other they attribute a lot of the bad circumstances that follow i say in quotation bad circumstances to all of this happening because of them tempting superstition oh yeah because eddie messes with fate because he's a yes bad man so the first of course is that carla's son does not approve of eddie mm -hmm. you're not my dad <laughs> Anthony, you ain't my dad, Tortelli. <laughs> then, of course, we see Eddie's mum uh, not really taking a shining to uh, Carla. Oh, no, because she looks at Rebecca, you know, the tall one. <laughs> <laughs> to which Rebecca, I think, does the same. It's a thing which a lot of British tourists do on holiday, where they just say things but louder if they don't know how to speak in. <laughs> Ah, it's a bit patronising, yeah. <laughs> Me, Rebecca. Her, Carla. 
And one of the sort of, I think, one of the biggest bombshells, which is dropped earlier in the episode, is the fact that Carla's having twins. Whoa, double trouble. Which I think Carla takes as the biggest uh, bad news. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, this seems like an appropriate time to talk about that movie I mentioned earlier. If you're awesome. ready. I'm ready. I'll think of it. As soon as I say the name of the movie, you'll be like, oh, yeah, that is a uh, quite bad luck. That is uh, the deer hunter. Oh, I've never seen the deer hunter, James. But you know of the famous scenes? I think so. Yeah, the old Russian roulette. You know what? No, I don't. They go to Vietnam as, as soldiers. Earlier in the film, for the first 45 minutes or hour of the film, this character is getting married. And the two characters, the husband and the wife, they have to drink out of this big chalice. They have to drink red wine. And the notion is, if they could drink it without spilling a drop, then they'll have good fortune forever. But a, ve- a drop of red wine spills on the wedding dress without them realizing. And then they go off to Vietnam and, you know, bad luck ensues. And I'll say that without, if you've not seen The Deer Hunter, that's, uh, that's all I'll say. I know that. That's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come in lowbrow with you, James, with a loophole. Have you ever seen, uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> have you seen Taskmaster? The game show. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, uh, there's one where it's like, don't spill a single drop of the water and get from A to B kind of idea. And someone took it as, I won't spill a single drop, I'll spill many. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're always moving water from somewhere to somewhere. <laughs> so it's a water moving show, isn't it? Yeah, class, classic loophole there, though. <laughs> spill all I the sp- wine. <laughs> I spilled several drops. Just chuck the wine over your shoulder while you're... <laughs> That is a loophole. <laughs> I was going to say, that's a good segue, James, because after seeing each other, Eddie goes on a rampage of trying to sort of tempt fate to prove that bad luck doesn't exist by spilling salt everywhere, smashing a mirror. Smashing Sam's favourite mirror. Yeah, he really does tempt fate by doing everything, to which Carl is sort of horrified at, and he looks a bit like a madman. <laughs> he is a madman. Um, Shall we talk about the cast? Yeah, and that was a good time for that. Jay Thomas as Eddie Lebeck, Timothy Williams as Anthony Totelli. Mandy Ingber as Annie Totelli, Janet Brandt as Mama Lebeck. She also appeared in Chips, The Incredible Hulk, Trapper John MD, Dynasty, and many more. Philip Pullman is uncredited as Phil, and Al Rosen is uncredited as Al. We spoke about The Incredible Hulk there, mm-hmm. right? This is going to be oh, one hell of a segue. You better get ready, right? <laughs> we, we spoke of The Incredible Hulk there. Much like Bruce Banner, you won't like Mama Lebeck when she's angry. Oh, that, that's a good segue there. I thought I'm proud of that one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Mama Lebeck, played by Janet Brandt, as you said, uh, she's kind of the be-all or end-all of this episode because she disapproves of Carla. Eddie can't go against his mum, which leads to uh, quite a heartbreaking scene at the end of this. Yeah. And I think playing the quote will probably do it the best justice. But essentially, Carla says that her and Eddie will overcome all the odds. You finally convinced me that our love can conquer any bad luck that comes our way. I mean it, Anthony and Annie moving in, your ma hating me, Anthony hating you, twins. I mean, every time one of these little piddly things came up, I kept thinking you were going to say the wedding's off. The wedding's off. Yeah, that's what I kept expecting you to say. The wedding's off. Yeah, yeah, we're all clear on what I thought you'd say. The wedding's off. But you never said it. Sad. Yeah. And that's how the episode ends, with Carla sad and alone. Yeah. Classic Carla. Will it be a little Carla happy at last? We'll have to find out next week with this two-parter. What a cliffhanger. Ooh. Speaking of cliff, here's the trivia. 
You are on it with a segue today, James. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, it's trivia time, James. But as usual, before we open our letters, we have to give a shout out to our norms on Patreon. So this goes out to Treb Curry. If you want that special norm treatment, then check out our Patreon page for that and so much more. You know the song Mambo Number no. 5? Yep. Much like Mambo Number no. 5, this is a question about a list of women's names, right? What are the names of the women that call Sam at the beginning of the episode? Uh, there's a Simone. There's a Renee. And I feel like there's, a, there's, well, there's definitely a third one, but I just can't remember. It's Linda, which is uh, Latin for beautiful. You learn something new every day. Yeah. I've got a question for you, James. When Norm hears about uh, Carla getting married, he makes a recommendation for a honeymoon. Where does Norm recommend? A little place just off Bourbon Street. Great food, steamy atmosphere. Sounds good. He says uh, that he had a great time there until Vera found him or something. Something for uh, that akin. David, like to go to Bourbon Street. That sounded like I was inviting you on a romantic <laughs> ship. I meant, you know, <laughs> you and your partner, not you and me. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think it'd be a, a nice trip. I like the concept of New Orleans. I've never been there. I've seen a lot of food programs which, which go there. Yeah. Uh, and the, the food looks really good. I feel like every, every food program I've watched has done an episode solely there. Yeah, the food, the jazz, the witches, what's not to like? Good atmosphere all around. What insult does Carla have for Eddie when she's proposing to Oh, I don't know. Ice-eating geek. <laughs> what a charmer. <laughs> he's one with words, is that Carla? Well, in, in the same vein, what is Carla's nickname for Rebecca? Oh, Howitzer? Yes, after the uh, battle cannon. <laughs> <laughs> She's one with words, that Carla. And uh, Eddie, Eddie actually thinks that is her name. Another name question, and this I thought was funny. This was, I thought, was, a, was either a very sly joke or just, just laziness for name writing. What is the name of Carla's uh, OBGYN? Oh, I don't know. Dr. Natelson. <laughs> what name should we give for a baby doctor? Something to do with natal. Dr. Natelson. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? That brings us to the last call, James. Ooh. And what should, uh, what should the last call be? I don't know. I feel like uh, we should put the champagne on ice and maybe save it for next episode. Maybe some, something uh, a bit, oh, I don't know. Maybe some like a New Orleans recipe? In oh, the meantime, and the little New Orleans aperitif to tide us over. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's got to be shrimp, then, hasn't it? Oh, New Orleans is big for shrimp, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's it's big for it, big for it, shrimp. Yeah, oh, I like that. Yeah, I mean, our our alternative, thinking about it, we could have had a small grapefruit. Petit pamplemousse. <laughs> that, that could have been a good one to go for, but I think we'll stick with the the New Orleans shrimp. Yes, and if you were hungry for more things to tide you over until our next episode then check out our patreon yeah there's lots of good stuff over there lots of good uh, extra content you can find as well if you're curious what anthony's been up to we talk about the tortellis in a bonus episode about the tortellis <laughs> but i suppose until then we're going to be pondering what happens in the next episode will little carla get her happy ending we'll find out next week james but until then this has been where nobody knows your name a cheers podcast mm-hmm.